0: This is Sports in the 90s with your hosts, Dave Smith and Carlos Vega.
1: I break bread with the Hennessy Womp. Welcome to another episode of Sports in the 90s, a 90s sports history podcast covering everything in the world of sports from January 1st, 1990 until December 31st, 1999. My name is Dave Smith, and with me is my broadcast partner, Carlos Vega. Wos, did you hear the news about NASCAR in Chicago?
0: I did. I didn't get a uh, chance to read the story, but I heard they are about to do some racing around the city.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be the first ever street car race, first ever NASCAR street car race and it's going to take place in downtown chicago dude how fitting
0: is it that we just finished that last episode and then now we hear this news it's great
1: yeah so they did like the whole press thing event for it and uh bubba wallace was driving around the the track the proposed site you know uh-huh. and i don't know if you know, noticed his his number that he's racing with i ha- Bubba Wallace. Uh, i don't know what
0: is bubble racing with these days well 34? Is he sweetness?
1: No, it's even better than 34, my friend. What's that? In Chicago sports.
0: 2 3? He's rocking the 2 3? Get out of here, dude. Ah, oh, man. Bubble walls is the best, bro.
1: Because Michael Jordan is now a NASCAR owner.
0: Oh, that's right. Oh, man. That's great. He's driving the 2 3. That is fantastic. Right.
1: I was like, that is awesome. That is great. And the car looks so cool. I bet. Oh, you got it. Yeah, check out the pictures of the car. It's We'll yeah, do, dude. It's so cool. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting.
0: Uh how big is the uh, the race? How many how many competitors did they say, or
1: they didn't say? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll Have to do some
0: googling. I'll uh I'll, I'll figure it out. That sounds like fun, man. I'll have to come come home for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean at least I'll
1: uh, watch that on TV. I don't... That's yeah, it that should be very interesting. That's really bro. fun, man. Well, I know who I'm rooting for. I root
0: for 23. I mean, come on, how could you not, dude? <laughs> that guy's the, the man, bro. Right. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting news. Yeah. Dude, I didn't tell you, man. So I went to the uh, All-Star Game festivities on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. It was, it was in L.A. And uh, at the convention center, they had like a lot of activities outside. There was a block party. It was really cool. T-Mobile was out there giving away free shit. And I uh, ended up getting this Android watch. So, like, dude, it was, all in all, it was a really cool day. And then inside, they had all these different VR setups. They had like games endless like walls of it Dude, they had a home run derby thing uh or you could see it was just like you were in, in dodger stadium trying to crank homers it was really cool but if you know it's like a baseball like la did the all-star game really right so i just wanted to say shout out to uh everybody that organized it because it was really fun and like you could just tell the kids were too they had auctions dude some of the craziest memorabilia you've ever seen like oily stargel cleats like you you name it dude these they were auctioning off tons of banners jerseys signatures autograph, baseball cards like you name it dude they had some really cool stuff there so shout out shout out to the mlb for putting on a really good all-star uh, festivities for the los angeles community
1: nice
0: nice i got to create an mft myself dude <laughs> <All
1: right.
0: laughs> it's like a, an umpire you know, if anybody wants to uh, get in that NFT market, I, uh, I'm not endorsing it. We're not endorsing this uh, crypto by any means on this podcast. It's a very volatile uh, <laughs> it's, market. It's, it's the a, NFT it's, market. It's a bullish market right now. Yeah.
1: It really—that's a good way of putting it.
0: Uh, Bullish, yeah, sure. Market, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still happy in an NFT because thanks to the All Star Games, they, they were able. To. You
1: got some of your own. notes. it's just a cool piece of artwork to have, at least.
0: I see you got some. Uh, oh, so you have Easter eggs in the back there. Yeah, got a couple new Pez. I do.
1: Yes, I do. We got Pez football, and we, and we got a coach's whistle.
0: Well played. And then uh, in between there, that actually, that looks pretty familiar because that's what we're talking about today. We've got a little cover of Madden 22 there. That's right. One of the few uh, covers of Madden in which two athletes appear. Uh, You got Tom Brady, the GOAT, and Patrick Mahomes up there.
1: Yeah. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the most culturally significant sports video game
0: franchise ever created, Madden it's a classic dude. People don't say they're playing a football game, they're, they're playing Matt, right? It's iconic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many kids actually that are listening to this saw Madden Coach, or they know him from the broadcast booth, but a lot of people these days knew him first from the video game, and this franchise really created an entire genre of sports franchise video games, so mm-hmm. it took, took off unexpectedly, but man... Before video games were even a thing, (laughs) this thing was supposed to pop. I'm sure you're going to tell us all about it, Dave.
1: Right. The first console version was released in 1990, and with John Madden's recent passing, we wanted to devote an entire episode to his life and his legacy. Now, before we talk about the history of the game, it's important to know who John Madden was before the video game came along. Carl, you're rocking uh, the Oakland Raiders mug. I see that. I just toasted, man,
0: because as soon as you said that. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. Please tell us how awesome John Madden was, did, because he uh, was one of a kind, and he is, you know, the game of football is forever indebted to his Mm -hmm. legacy.
1: John Madden was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles in 1958, but suffered a knee injury during training camp of his rookie season. Now, while he was rehabbing his knee with the team, he would watch films with Norm Van Brocklin, who was a quarterback at the time, and who would explain what was happening. Now unfortunately John Madden never had the opportunity to play football professionally but it was during that time is when he became involved with coaching. A couple of years later John Madden earned two degrees, a Bachelor of Science in Education and a Master of Arts in Education at Cal Poly State. That's California Polytechnic State University. Now after that he coached at Allen Hancock College and San Diego State and in 1967 He was hired by Al Davis as linebackers coach for the Oakland Raiders, helping the team to reach Super Bowl II that season. Raiders head coach John Roche resigned to go to Buffalo, and on February 4th, 1969, John Madden became head coach of the Oakland Raiders at just 32 years old, the youngest ever at that time to become a head coach in NFL history in the modern era. Alos, only two coaches since have been younger at the date of hire. Can you name those two?
0: Sean McVay. And
1: right. I'm not sure about the if you get the other one. I wasn't sure about the other one.
0: Head coach position?
1: This guy is not coaching in the NFL, but he is head coach at Ole Miss. Huh. I don't
0: know. Uh yeah I don't know who's coaching at, at Ole Miss Yeah right so
1: now. that's uh that's Lane Kiffin. Ah Kiffin.
0: I was gonna say Josh McDaniel, but I, I knew he didn't get like a, a head coaching gig. So right,
1: he was on the verge of yeah, and then Belichick said, "Here's the keys to the kingdom," and it's like, "Oh, you're okay. I'll stay."
0: Sure. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, McVay, man, he's great. But uh, again, Mike, it's just at the time, John Madden was the guy in Oakland. He was helping that defense look. They were just scary, man, if you want some of those highlights from back in the day. Those those <laughs> guys, the way they played football were, you know, Madden had said it himself. They, they you know, they tried to stretch the rules a little bit. They played within the bounds of the rules at the time, but they were playing a very, very different style of football back then than you see nowadays. And Madden was behind a lot of that ferocious uh you know, he's a passionate man and it came through in his coaching. And so when the opening position came up, he was like, Why not me? And Al was like, "Sure, here you go." And so, while you know people now can say sort of like that Jerry Jones uh, sort of over the franchise, you can kind of compare the the way that the uh, dynamic played out. Is that a lot of people thought that Al had more to do with the things that happened on the field, but once John became the head coach, he really dominated as a head coach early on. Yeah,
1: and you said about rules. Now John Madden he only had three rules for coaching: one, be on time; two. Pay attention. And three, play like hell when I tell you to. That's it. Yeah. Now, in yeah. that span, the Raiders won seven division titles and won Super Bowl XI. John Madden became the youngest head coach to win 100 games, compiling a 103 and 32 record. But on January 4th, 1979, John Madden retired from coaching at the age of 42 due to a troublesome ulcer. And occupational burnout. I don't know if you've seen the press conference of him talking about it. No, but he left.
0: His, you know, he left on his own terms. Man. Right.
1: He said, "I gave it all I had, and I don't have any more.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was a man that was held up by held by his own principles, and you know, he didn't look by anybody else's else's standards. But his An own.
1: NFL head coach is one of the most stressful positions Jeez. in all of sports,
0: right? Did all the, and that was the thing. Did you ever, did you see that clip of the interview? This is like a classic interview, but it kind of goes back to the thing that I was talking about with Al Davis. Is they are asking him a question and he said, they, they called him out. And he replies, he said, well, my name is John, and you just tell, and he just looks down like, I'm the one that makes the decisions here, but then just to make a joke out of it, he still has the the wherewithal to make a light of the situation and said, well, John thinks, and these reporters were just thinking that John didn't have uh, the control of the team, and so when he retired as coach, he did it on his terms now, too.
1: Madden is still the coach with the most wins in Raiders history.
0: 100, what was that record, 103 and 32, dude? Yeah,
1: 750
0: percentage. That's unheard of. Yeah, I mean, he was winning a lot of, they were getting very, very close. But, dude, they lost in that Super Bowl too. And they lost the conference
1: championship. They lost in the Immaculate Reception game. And Manning still never got over that one.
0: You know what I was thinking, too? I was watching some of those old NFL films. Is that they mentioned in one of these that Madden was a part of so many of these games that had these monikers and nicknames, and so many games back in the day had these like you know mm. the Holy Roller and the yeah, Ghost the Holy Ghost Roller, Roller play, yep, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: like you don't hear very many games nowadays that have these these sort of no. monikers be tied behind them now. Although that playoff game last year, that uh, Chiefs Bills game, probably the greatest playoff yeah, was, football game I've ever <laughs> it was seen,
1: unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I mean, you had yeah.
1: the ice ball, the fog ball, but I mean, you're going back to like the '70s and the '80s, you know. The yeah. Brady game, the Tuck Rule game. What are they? Is that what they the tuck call rule it? Game. That was that's that what was they probably call that one, right? That's like the last one I could think of. That's that's a good one. Yeah, or no, the uh... Bears, the the double doink game. <laughs>
0: That's fair. Good call, babe. <laughs> Double doink. God, that's such a bad one for us, though. I did uh, to that
1: because that's a Madden term, the doink. That's the sound that go. the ball makes when it bounces off the goalpost.
0: <laughs> exactly, dude. He was the best in the broadcast booth when it came to just talking football. Mm. You know, that boom thing was just, that was just him, just talking. That's him coaching, coming through in the broadcast booth. Boom! Right. You yeah. know, he wants, he wants you to feel yeah. that, and he... Was the best. Him and Summerall, where there was no like nobody like. Yeah.
1: Him. So Madden joined CBS as a color commentator the same year he retired and joined forces with Pat Summerall uh, in 1981, and they called eight Super Bowls together, five at CBS and three at Fox. At Super Bowl 16, John Madden' coaching mentality came across on screen as a broadcaster literally when he started using the telestrator a device that lets him draw on the screen over what's happening on TV.
0: Oh, man, that was so iconic. It was fun because, again, this is early technology at the time, and you want to be able to be create a, a cool graphic on the screen, and he would just do it with the most random things. There were Gatorade things on the side he was a circle in.
1: Like, this is a father bucket, this is a mother bucket, and since the last game, they had a baby bucket.
0: They show a shot in St. Louis of a plane going by the St. Louis Arches. What the heck's that I'm seeing there? Wouldn't we catch a little airplane fly? Yeah, boy, that's too low. Is that a real plane, you think? What do you think it is, a toy? I don't know. <laughs> you know, seagulls have a pretty good life, don't they? They always live
1: at the beach. I mean, every time you see, like seagulls, you see a beach in water. It seems like uh, most of the time the sun's shining. It's a good deal. They're scavenging. Yeah, they got another good life, blimps. Yeah. I always get to go to games and watch everything. I think I think if I come back in another life, I'd like to be either a blimp or a seagull. Yeah, or he's drawing Troy Aikman's facial hair. Or he's
0: like... Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Nate Newton's head. See how heat does come out of the top of your head? Look at it just coming off of Nate's head there.
1: That's where it escapes. If you have heat in your body... And you want to let it out, you take your hat off. You can have a barbecue on that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah.
0: Uh, so many good ones. The dogs, the turdokin. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, for sure. It's endless.
1: Madden is the only sportscaster to work for all the major four networks, CBS, Fox, ABC, and NBC, serving as a color commentator for 11 Super Bowls. Besides from being a color commentator, he was also a commercial pitchman appearing in commercials for numerous and a diverse range of products. They include Miller Lite, Fry's Electronics, Krylon Spray Paint, Walker Mufflers, Ace Hardware, Ace is the place with your help for hardware, man. Ramada Inn, Chrysler Plymouth Cars, Toyota Trucks, Boom, Tough Actin' Ten Actin', Center, Dr Pepper, Outback Steakhouse, Sirius Satellite Radio, which uh, it was a cool commercial they did with Tom Brady. I don't remember that one. Uh, that was when Sirius was separate from one. XM. Now they're now they're together. This is when like Sirius like first came okay. out, and then John Madden. Oh, so, and Tom Brady. Oh, well, gotcha, and, gotcha. In a
0: commercial together in the car and stuff, and yeah, nice, dude. How how many of those ads do you think he busted through a wall or some <laughs> sort of piece of paper that was to resemble right? a wall? In these ads. Yeah, it started with the Miller
1: Lite commercials, and then yeah, other uh, advertisements kind of copied that.
0: He was known for just busting through things. I was like, hey, I'm John Madden, Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> I mean, essentially, so it was pretty funny. And when he was a great pitch man, like that's the thing. It's like he was the everyman. He could sell anything. Yeah, like
1: uh, Alien Golf. So John Madden's playing golf, and Pat Summerall's commentating. <laughs> I totally cool. remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm
0: sure they're, they're on the winter webs, right? They're on yeah, YouTube. Your
1: offbeat products, yeah, like your Superflow motor oil or Neo nasal spray, and then you wow. got your basics: your McDonald's, your Diet Coke, stuff like that.
0: <laughs> the, the the basics ones that pays the big bucks, right? Right, the big ones, yeah.
1: the easy ones, yeah. So that, that, that one's sure. Yeah, of course the McDonald's yeah. one was he was. Breaking down the telestrator of the McDonald's team as they were all working together and creating the order, and everything's good, you know. Sure, yeah.
0: That's and in great. 1983,
1: he appeared in a commercial for the video game Wizard of War for Atari.
0: Ah, okay. I see what this has got. Uh-huh.
1: Now, following year, in 1984, John Madden was approached by Trip Hawkins, the founder of a new video game company called Electronic Arts. E-A-Sports. It's in the game. Trip Hawkins was a fan of the Stratomatic football games. and those games were played with pen and paper, whereas Trip Wanted to create a computer version of a football game. And Hawkins played football at Harvard and while attending there he wrote a computer program predicting Super Bowl eight. Now here's how close the program came. Now the program predicted the Miami Dolphins would defeat the Minnesota Vikings twenty three to six. The actual score of that game? twenty four to seven. And the Dolphins won. Not wow. bad. That's not pretty bad good. for a mini computer, quote unquote, from 1970. Yeah. That's the size of a vending machine,
0: huh? That is pretty good. I, that was early, early, early technology. and So mm-hmm. to be able to yeah. uh, to, to have a simulator that could predict something like that. Trip huh.
1: Hawkins developed a computer game before called Doctor J and Larry Bird One on One. I don't know if you ever heard of that one.
0: I did hear about that, yeah. But didn't they end up ch- turning it into Jordan versus Magic or something, and then Jordan right. versus Bird? Well,
1: piece So the the computer version was developed by Trip Hawkins of EA, and then yeah, I think that eventually evolved into uh, something else Yeah. the console. But this was before. Huh. And then, that's I crazy. Really wanted to make a football game all along. So Trip Hawkins and game producer Joe Yabara arranged a follow up meeting with John Madden during an Amtrak train trip over two days because of john madden's fear of flying john madden was also notorious for having a luxury bus he would travel in across the country The madden cruiser man
0: that thing looked so sweet I, <laughs> yeah you know because
1: you had to bounce from one you know you would cover one game and then he'd probably have to, you have to drive across the country to make it...
0: Yeah, taking the back roads, seeing the scenic uh, parts of the country. It's actually probably a really cool way to travel, honestly. uh, I I totally agree. I mean, you know, he had a a sincere sort of panic attack on an airplane once that, you know, made some promises on the plane. He said, if I ever get down off this thing, I will never step foot on a plane again. He kept that promise. Mm He got the Madden Cruiser and in 87, I believe, and was traveling from week to week to different broadcasts where was the game, the national game was at. And then he got known to be, he became the biggest analyst on television. Just, you know, every Thanksgiving, it was Summerall and Madden talking about the turkey on the sideline, and who's going to get that leg at the end of the game, the MVP. <laughs> yeah. It's EA great.
1: likely expected Madden to endorse the game without participating in the design. Early designs had six or seven players per team, or possibly up to eight, because that's all the technology could allow back then. But Madden insisted on having 11 players, stating, I'm not putting my name on it if it's not real. Madden viewed the game as an educational tool, a way for people to learn the game of football and participate in the game at a pretty sophisticated level.
0: Yeah, they uh, he was doing the voiceover that basically was like Ask Madden before Ask Madden became a, a thing. If you didn't know what you were going to do in a game, you could just, hey, John, what do you right. think? He would tell Madden
1: you. gave EA the 1980 Raiders playbook, and EA hired San Francisco Chronicle writer Frank Cooney, who had designed his own figurine game with numerical skill ratings.
0: That one did. one did that happen? That started
1: like pretty much, pretty during, much during the during the design of. phase. That that awesome. factored in the the
0: ratings. Yeah, I looked, mean like, the the big deal attribute system. You know, being able to make different players. Different, differentiate players from one another. That's every game system, every sports game has to have that as a part of the game now,
1: you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. So EA hired Bethesda Softworks to finish the game, but didn't finish and sued EA because of failure of EA's part to publish new versions of Bethesda's Gridiron football game. Now, John Madden received a $100,000 advance but turned down an opportunity to buy EA stock in its initial public offering, a decision he later called the dumbest thing I ever did in my life.
0: (laughs) I mean, he didn't know. Fairness to John, he he didn't know that video games were going to take off the way they did. And again, this was very primitive technology. There was no way that they could have fathomed that Madden was going to be what it was. In hindsight, sure. Hindsight's 2020. Yeah,
1: so they didn't think the company was going to take off. But now, to give you an idea of how much John Madden lost out on when EA went public, oh, man, so EA went public that. on the NASDAQ stock market on September 22nd, 1989, going for. 50 cents a share. Okay. Now, as of closing this past Friday, EA stock is going for $130 a share. Yeah, that's pretty good, I would say. That would be yeah. a change of 25,000%. Yeah,
0: those are rocky numbers, bro. <laughs> 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 <Right>. <laughs> Uh,
1: no, after being in development hell for four years, John Madden football debuted in 1988 for the Apple II computer and MS-DOS. Now, that's Microsoft Disk Operating System, the precursor to Windows.
0: Oh, oh wait, oh, Microsoft DOS?
1: DOS. You remember DOS? I
0: remember that a little system. bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> i think i actually did it behind me i've got one of these uh i don't know if i showed you this dude you got a floppy um,
1: behind you. i've got a
0: like an actual floppy from an art class i found i don't know what's on it because i, if I but anybody's got like uh can i get those still i can actually still on those that work I, I right
1: try and go to the library and see if there's any computers that have those it's still that's probably oh, okay. your best bet yeah
0: no you're right i will I'll go check it out and see what's on that because I, I know i have like art stuff on there from high school we were still using those floppy disk. Computers. So what is it like? One point four four
1: megabytes or something like that? It's probably yeah. It's,
0: but yeah, it's funny. It's funny
1: those those disks aren't floppy, but they're no. called floppies because the the disks before them were floppy <laughs> and much larger. And much larger. Yes, it was like a was like flimsy, like a Polaroid picture. Almost. Exactly. <laughs> He's, yeah. John Madden Football debuted in nineteen eighty eight for the Apple II computer and MS DOS. The back of the box called the game the first real football simulation. In 1990, John Madden Football was released on Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. John Madden Football 92 and 93 were also released on those consoles. Madden NFL 94 was the first in the series to be licensed by the NFL. The previous versions didn't include any of the team names or players.
0: Similar likenesses, just not the actual players. Number eight on the the 49ers was Steve Young, but, you know, he wasn't but, Steve you Young. Remember
1: Joe Montana football for Sega Genesis? Oh, it yeah. was funny because Joe Montana was the only name that could be used. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else was just player or lineman or...
0: They had also, before Madden was released, there was Tech Mobile, there was Super Tech Mobile, right? Mm-hmm. In those games, you could you had the players, right? So was it something that, right. like, those games were licensed? So did they, like, lose, they, they just had a, an expiring license and then they were looking for a new video game franchise? It was to... probably a reoccurring thing year after They year had to, year to continue middle... uh, right. negotiating. Because Tech Mobile huh.
1: they didn't re- release any more. I mean, there's not, like, Tech Mobile 2 or 3
0: or 4 or anything. I think they ended up doing a super technical bowl for SNES, if I'm not okay, mistaken. Okay, right. But then at that point, Madden had already taken over the license, right? So right. they were trying to play catch-up, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, Madden, right. you know, that was the golden ticket, if you will, for just making the, the game really cool after that. Right, everything changed after that. 95, dude. 95 so Madden was That was incredible. 94,
1: was the first version, and then 95, the Madden 95 was still available on Genesis and Super NES, as well as Game Boy and
0: Game Gear. Oh, Game Boy and Game Gear. Oh, man, yeah, if these Game kids Gear. only knew how cool those, I mean, it's essentially what uh, Nintendo Switch is now, right? But these, man, playing Tetris, in the back seat of a car, or like, you know, just anything on your Game Boy was life. Game Gear came out, it was like, everything's in color? You're like, oh my god. Right? Playing Sonic on that thing, dude, was so <laughs> fun. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Good times. The 90s, man. With
1: Madden 96, there were plans to make a PlayStation version, but after several delays, it was canceled because the project developed by Visual Concepts did not meet EA's quality assurance standards. Visual Concepts went on to make the NFL 2K series of
0: games.
1: 2K is great, man.
0: Another franchise that's just probably, I mean, in a way, kind of took what was great about Madden and transformed it into a basketball version, right? right. Well, this is NFL. Uh,
1: Visual, Visual Concepts uh, made NFL 2K. I'm not sure if they made NBA. They may have made NBA 2K. I'm not sure, but I remember NFL 2K. I think I was it, NFL 2K2. Me and my brother had for Dreamcast. Oh yeah. wow! Which is funny. Um, Dreamcast is like one of the only few consoles that the game was never released on. Yeah. Really?
0: Duh. On the Dreamcast? Yeah. There, there was the
1: one console that it wasn't on. And I was going through all the different ones. I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, oh, I was like, I played NFL 2K2, I believe, on the Dreamcast. But yeah, Madden was never on there.
0: Well, probably because they didn't sell very many Dreamcasts,
1: right? So. Right, yeah. It just kind of either was before his time and underappreciated. It was kind of like a...
0: Or do you think it even had like the technical capabilities to, to have a game like that on it? The video
1: know. graphics were actually pretty good for his time, so I think it would have been possible. But yeah. oh, you know what it was? I th- I think they had a falling out with Sega because EA they kind of lowballed him on the royalty license. They were supposed to pay him like eight to ten dollars per game, but they only paid him like one to two. Oh and wow! Sega yeah, sued him. and it was a big thing. So there must have been a huge falling out to where they just that makes sense it on Dreamcast. I think that's I think that that's how that played out.
0: Yeah. Well, we, I mean, I'm glad we got to the bottom. Yeah. I could be wrong. And
1: if <laughs> no. I am, the internet will let me know.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is true. We are. This is all speculative. Of
1: all course. of that would change a year later when Madden NFL 97 was released on PlayStation. And that ended up being the best-selling PlayStation game of 1996, the first full year of PS1's existence. Yeah, dude, I mean that that was a
0: must-own game for that console. There's endless games. Madden NFL
1: 98 was the last version of the series to be released for Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis and the Sega Saturn platforms. With newer and better video game technology coming into the market, the game's development focused on improving the Madden series' artificial intelligence and introduced touch passing, which allows players to control the speed of a pass by how hard they push
0: the button yeah really nice touch to the game too because instead of just being able to just click a button you can you know at at the quarterback now like you have a lot more control so like if you wanted to loft a player uh a a ball over a player's head instead of just zipping it or just or zipping it to a player you could do that too you know that really changed the evolution of like the passing element in the game Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm
1: Madden Football 64 was also released in 1997, was the first game of the series to be be released for Nintendo 64, as well as the first Madden game to be fully in 3D.
0: Did you have 64? You know, I didn't. Uh, I never got a 64. Just waited until Xbox. I skipped that. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Madden NFL 99 was released for PlayStation, Nintendo 64, and Microsoft Windows. It is the first multi-platform Madden game to be fully 3D and is also the first game to feature franchise mode.
0: Dude, franchise mode is dope, man you're essentially the GM. You can do whatever you want. You can order snacks for the stadium. You can you can do everything oh, cool. under franchise mode. It got so extensive. Every year that there was something new that you could start doing. Build the stadium for Pete's sake, you know? You just, everything about what it is to own a football team from the draft to the training to the development to game days to the preseason, all of it. High firing and Give you so much more uh, control uh, other than just the game itself, which, again, we're talking about gameplay here, like hours and hours upon gameplay that you can play this game.
1: Now, this game's commentary features John Madden and Pat Summerall. Madden NFL 2000 was released on PlayStation, Nintendo 64, Windows, Macintosh, and Game Boy Color. Madden NFL 2001 was the first version to be released on PlayStation 2 and the first Madden game to feature NFL Europe teams. I always forget about NFL Europe. You ever NFL Europe?
0: I remember that now. Yeah, dude, that was wild. I didn't realize that either. That was funny. Cause I remember playing it over at Rich's. We used to jam out so hard on uh, uh, Madden. Uh, one. Madden NFL 2002
1: was the first version to be released on Xbox, Nintendo GameCube, and Game Boy Advance. Madden 2004 new features include an owner mode option that allows a player to control a franchise. So, is the owner mode different than franchise mode,
0: or is that kind of the same thing? I mean, it's a, a little different, but, I mean, essentially, I think that franchise mode is more like what the team, as far as rosters and things like that, owner mode is like you being able to do all the other stuff so like, you know what I'm saying, Just the Jerry Jones type stuff. That's right. what
1: you- <laughs> Madden NFL 2005 was the first time the game was released on Nintendo DS and the first to feature Xbox Live. Yeah, I had a DS, and I couldn't imagine playing this game on DS. Like I said, they the to go to Game Gear. It was just too small
0: a screen. When you have so many players on in one game, it's just it helps to be on a bigger screen. It just does. There's too much going on, and the gameplay is so much better on the other consoles. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to play it on those systems, if we're being honest. Like, that's, you know. They're, yeah. you know, kids, of course, are going to play them no matter what. But as you get older and you appreciate the gameplay of a game, it plays much better on the bigger consoles.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with the big screens and stuff, it just looks really cool. So,
0: yeah. But again, the DS, dude, that's portable. So, right. you know, yeah. On the go, man. That's like us talking about our Game Boys and Game Gears. Right. Yeah, for sure.
1: Madden 06 introduces the Superstar mode, which allows the player to create and take control of an NFL player from his rookie year all the way to retirement. you got any experience with this? you play around with that?
0: Yeah, but the thing about it is, Dave, it's fun to create your own players and go through a season or two, but you know, you wear it out after a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You'd much rather play with the pros and the guys that are on the game than to create this whole fantasy right, reality yeah. thing uh I, I didn't play a whole lot with the extracurriculars when it came to madden like that like i said you create your own player and you see how he does when you're playing you know draft him and then he's playing for the bears and you're a wide receiver getting the ball thrown to you from justin fields mm-hmm. but you know other than that you're not really doing a whole lot of the owner stuff man. Right. so madden 06 was the
1: first release of this game for the playstation portable another handheld game which Smaller screen and uh, the Xbox 360. Madden NFL 07 was the first in the series to be released on PlayStation 3 and Nintendo Wii. Have you ever played this game on the Wii? Is it with you throw it, like motion it with the controller?
0: Yeah, you have to have both joysticks at the same time. It's yeah. it's not meant for that console, which, you know, it's, certain games are built for other consoles, for certain consoles. Dance Dance Revolution, if you want to play that shit on the Wii, go for it. You know, that mm-hmm. works Right,
1: Like Wii Bowling and Wii... We... Tennis and that kind of simple stuff where you can.
0: Yeah. I think that game was just a little too sophisticated for that console. Yeah, it
1: makes sense. Um, now, Madden NFL 07 new game features include lead blocker control, highlight stick, juking and spinning, and free motion controls. Kind of give you more of a freedom to control the individual player. Yeah, they, you know? the dynamics with
0: running and they just got better and better every year. Obviously, you hit the spin move, you hit your X, your O, your. You're, you know you're juking dudes left and right, but uh, throughout the 2000s just continued the gameplay got so much better. People were waiting for the game to come out to see what what is the new element of the game that's going to really set this game apart from the last one because the last one was awesome, right? And so it built this reputation mm-hmm. of just being yeah. the best sports game and it kept getting better and better and better. And every year, you know you had some new thing that was going to, besides who you know people were excited about. It became a thing, like, people started getting excited about who's going to be on the cover of Madden, right? Because so that's a big deal. And, yeah, I mean, it's a huge honor mm-hmm. once you got to that point. These these games are, are awesome, and the real is in these graphics nowadays. is so incredible, dude. Like, some of these, you can pick different climates to play in, and when you see these games in the snow at Lambeau, dude, it's so cool, man. These games, like, graphic-wise got incredibly better throughout the 2000s the gameplay itself like I, like we were talking about with the running did the, the joystick the slightest of maneuver on the joystick can make your guy like hesitate one way or another. It's just the, they really really have nailed the art of uh, the controls on the okay. game All
1: right. nice yeah so Madden NFL 08 was the first Madden game made for 11 different platforms. So you got ps2 ps3 PSP. Nintendo DS, GameCube, Wii, Xbox, Xbox 360, Microsoft Windows, Mac OS, which is the uh, Apple operating system, and mobile phone. That's a lot, dude.
0: I mean, it sold over 100 million games. And when you're on that many platforms, you're doing (laughs) Mm -hmm. something, right? for sure.
1: Madden NFL 09 was the last video game for the Xbox and the last Madden game released for the Nintendo DS. Now, this would be the first version of the game not released on PC, as EA Sports said they were retooling their PC version. Madden NFL 10 also did not see a PC version, but it did have a version of iOS, Apple's mobile operating system, and a version on the BlackBerry phone.
0: No way. That's cool. I did not. Man, I wish I knew
1: that. (laughs) That is so 09. (laughs) I missed out on that one. Right, right. New features on Madden NFL 10 include ProTac, an animation technology that allows up to nine players to be involved in tackles, the ability to steer tackles, a more realistic pocket around the quarterback, and QB avoidance actions. Other features in the gameplay and presentation are designed to make the game as lifelike as possible, including reducing the speed of the game, more realistic running, improved route, and running coverage. For the first time in the series, the fans were given the opportunity to vote for who would appear on the cover of Madden NFL 11. Drew Brees pulled in the most votes and was on the cover. Now, on the surface, this would be a tremendous honor for a player to be on the cover of the biggest video game in sports. But it is believed by many that there is a curse of whoever is on the cover gets injured, or has a disappointing season after being on the cover. The Madden Curse, as it is known, has afflicted many superstar athletes in their prime. Let's take a look at how prevalent this curse actually is. The first athlete to grace the cover, you know who it is? By themselves? Was that
0: from no. no. I want to say it was before. Like like he's on one of the early covers, but uh, I'll
1: go. i the Brett Favre. No Brett Favre in just a minute. Yeah.
0: Uh, Eddie George? No. Yeah.
1: But I'll go in him as well. So that's Garrison yeah. Hurst. That's running back in the San Francisco. Hurst for $20. the Niners
0: and a breakout yes. year. Yes. Yes. So then, after a stellar
1: '98 season, he appeared on the cover. And he led his team to the playoffs, but suffered a terrible broken ankle injury in the second round of the playoffs and missed all of the 1999 and 2000 regular seasons due to that injury. Okay, so that's the first one. All right, now the next one, Madden 2000 cover, features a Hall of Famer who we talked about in our first episode, Barry Sanders. Now, after appearing on the cover... He went on to announce his retirement, shocking football fans everywhere. The Detroit Lions still have not recovered.
0: Yeah, no, I mean they certainly have not. The, nobody will ever replace those shoes, but man, Barry Sanders. Uh, we did we skip we skipped a few of those there though, right? I mean, in between. That was '99,
1: 2000. We're going early okay, here. Okay, not bad, my bad. So that was the first two, yeah. So. You mentioned a couple right. names. Um, yeah, so, we'll, yeah, get, we'll get to those two that you previously. Two thousand one. No, let's see. So, got... so that was NFL, that was Madden two thousand. Now the EA scrambled to put someone else on the cover: Green Bay Packers running back Dorsey Levins, who suffered a pair of knee injuries in the two thousand season and was released by the Packers the next year. Okay, now Madden two thousand one. You talked. You you mentioned. Eddie George, running back from Tennessee Titans. The curse seemed destined to end when the Titans entered the playoffs as one of the most dominant teams in the NFL, with George in the midst of a record-breaking season. But a rare pass bobbled by George late in the fourth quarter of a playoff game led to an interception and a touchdown and eventually a Ravens win that ended the season for the Titans. Eddie George remained in the NFL for four more seasons, he never ran for more than 1,200 yards in a single season again, and averaged less than 3.4 yards per carry for the rest of his
0: career. Eddie George was a beast. So make no mistake about it. Like that man would punish you, and like over the course of a football game, you did not want to tackle that man, dude. Like he was coming at you, or and if not, dude, just he was uh, tremendous back in that 2000 season, dude.
1: Uh, Madden 2002 had Minnesota Vikings quarterback Dante Culpepper on the cover. Now, just a few months after being named the cover athlete, he suffered a knee injury in a game and missed the rest of the 2001 seasons. Now, this would be one of the first years that the notion of the Madden curse was widely referenced. It's
0: right, just how things go in the early internet days. People, hey, man, what's going on here? Why are these guys getting injured? They've been on this game. That's like it's supposed to be, it, but it's a, it was still an honor. You want to be on it, but you don't want to, yeah, this is not. Oh, sure, thing. yeah. This can't be a thing. It's just a fluke. It's just a fluke, right? Right. At this point, nah, you like no, thing. no I mean, the lore of it started though, around that time.
1: That's when it really started to catch on. It's like, wait a minute, maybe this is, this,
0: this, this, mm, this is This is sus. What's going on here? Yeah.
1: Marshall Falk was on the cover of Madden 2003. Running back from the St. Louis Rams, he was part of the greatest show on turf, but the 2002 season would end up being the, one, the first he was unable to rush for more than 1,000 yards, and his average continued to decline in subsequent seasons. Michael Vick might be the best example of the Madden curse. One of the most electric players in the league, Vic redefined the quarterback position, setting records for rushing yards, while also setting a high standard for completion percentage and passing yards. Shortly after it was announced he was on the cover, he fractured his right fibula during a preseason
0: game. Yeah, the 4 Michael Vick on Madden is unstoppable. Uh, it's kind of the equivalent of, do you remember when you were playing Tecmo Bowl and you had Bo Jackson? It was like just running circles around people.
1: Oh, no he one could stop them. him.
0: This is, was like that, dude. Michael Frick in 04 on that game. That's huge. Yeah. He could not play with the Falcons because he was the man, dude. And if you just drop back, you could just make guys run around. And then he would just run for days. And you would get 70, 80 yard touchdowns with Michael Vick.
1: At this point, most people could, were convinced the Madden curse yeah. was real. Now, the next year Hall of Fame linebacker Ray Lewis was on the cover of Madden 2005. His following season wasn't terrible, but it was the first season in his career in which he didn't get a single interception. Yeah, again,
0: that was the year he didn't get a I mean how many interceptions has he had in his career though? Like yeah, and
1: the season after that, he tore his right hamstring, abruptly ending his season after week six. Donovan McNabb hey, sorry. was on the cover of sorry. Madden 06. Uh, What's up? So that's
0: 04, Ravens, right?
1: So that was, so Madden 05 was Ravens. Got it. Lewis. okay.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, you know how they work is that the Madden releases are like new cars. They release it the year.
0: Prior to the year, that. yeah.
1: The model year is the year before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because Madden Twenty Three is coming out in like yeah. three weeks. You know, even though it's only going to be
0: August. Yeah, dude, uh, and and who 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 more fitting to be on the cover than the legend himself, John Madden? Mm-hmm. Yep, Donovan McNabb was on the cover
1: of Madden 06 and was on track for a huge year when his season was derailed by a groin injury. That left him on the injured reserve list for the remainder of the season. Madden 07 had Sean Alexander, a running back with the Seattle Seahawks, who in 2005 became the first running back to record 15 touchdowns in five consecutive seasons and broke the franchise record for rushing. After appearing on the cover, his season was derailed by a broken foot in Week 3. Madden 08 had two different covers for so you had Vince Young, a quarterback for the Tennessee Titans and Luis Castillo, a defensive end for the San Diego Chargers, was on the Spanish language release. I didn't even know they'd made
0: one. I, that's news to me today. I had no idea. Was that like the first year that they did that?
1: That must have been because because um, I, I worked for a certain retailer and <laughs> a, a certain yellow price tag retailer in 07. <laughs> And I don't remember that version. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You would have known, too. So I was a supervisor of yeah. that department. That was a big deal back then. I was I worked, like, yeah. all day. Like, that was, like, that was a very busy oh, day. Goodness. I was, like, in the gaming industry. That's probably one of the biggest days of the year in I the gaming industry. I
0: was working that day. Oh, my goodness. I can imagine. Dude. Yeah. Uh, what other video game days did you work, Dave, while, while you were at this uh, redacted establishment?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well... I worked the Wii launch and the, the Wii launch and the PS3 launch were in the same week.
0: Nintendo Wii and PS3. Oh my!
1: Oh yeah, and Black Friday was the same week too. So <laughs> in one week you had the Wii launch, Black Friday, PS3 launch in one week.
0: Yeah. Mania, sheer mania! I bet chaos.
1: For the next three months, do you guys have Nintendo Weezen stock? Do you guys have any Nintendo Weezen talk? No, because Nintendo. Did the thing they call. They limited their releases, right? Or it's like
0: they wanted to spill suspense for it or something.
1: Artificial demand. That's what Nintendo did <laughs> with the Wii. I would have bought one back then. They were they
0: were what, like 200 bucks at we the time? Together, they were living
1: together? 150? Yeah, man. But you couldn't find them anywhere. Yeah,
0: they priced it at such a. Because that was like a sweet spot for a new console that was interactive, was family friendly, simple. Mm hmm. As far as in terms of people being able to use it functionally. And, yeah, man, it was a, the perfect time for a new system to come out. Yeah, Nintendo had to do something. I mean, shit, the PS3 was on its way. So they had to figure something out. Yeah. So, yeah, PS3
1: was coming. And then, like, they needed a next-generation console. And then
0: they came out with a new Super Mario for it, too. You know, eventually. It was like uh, right. like they did with every new Nintendo console. So it worked out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, before Vince Young and Luis Castillo were on the cover, Chargers running back ladanian Tomlinson mm-hmm. was approached to be on the cover. Now, after vocal Charger fans campaigned to have Tomlinson off the cover, <laughs> he declined, yeah. citing failed contract negotiations as the reason. Sure. But at this point, fans didn't want their favorite player to be on the cover.
0: He didn't want to be on the cover at that point, dude.
1: But John Madden's favorite player graced the cover of Madden 09. I'm talking about Brett Favre. Now, Brett Favre, Hall of Fame quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, announced his retirement soon after the cover debuted. <laughs> now, Favre decided to unretire and play for the New York
0: Jets. Yeah. Why, why did he choose the Jets? Because they gave him the money, basically probably i mean he got he the vikings after yeah the pack, didn't he yeah but the jets I were off the what vikings. was that contract that he got with the jets dude because it was something ridiculous dude and the jets had the money at the time to give it to him so they did <laughs> they did so they're like sure we'll we'll, we'll take uh an ag brett park but it turned out to be like the best thing for him because it, it's i mean Favre revived his career in, in a way I guess it's
1: better than Chad Pennington I suppose. Yeah, I
0: mean exactly. They they New York was trying to they were trying to win, man. I don't blame him for making that move. But the thing about it was Brett far he was still slinging those interceptions in New York, but at least he was still playing football. It led to him again playing like years, uh, a couple more years after that, right? In Minnesota. Yeah, it was funny. Extended his career. Don't blame the guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Madden 10 was the first time two players were on the cover. Cardinals wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald, and Steelers strong safety Troy Palamalu. Larry Fitzgerald is one of the first examples of the Madden curse not occurring as he set several personal records that season, which is even good for someone like Fitzgerald, who is considered one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, Larry catches everything.
1: On the other hand, Palomalu was a victim of the curse as he sprained his MCL. That's the medial collateral ligament. That's right by the knee. Uh, and He did that week one. He had to sit out the next four games. Played in three more, only to injure his posterior cruciate ligament in November of that season. That's the that one in the back by the knee.
0: Yeah, Drew Brees, twenty ten Drew Brees helped me win a fantasy football title. So yeah, he was he was the man that year. He uh, deserved to get the, the cover in twenty eleven. Right.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a terrible disappointment overall for him, but it was disappointing that New Orleans lost to Seattle, the first team in NFL history to make it into the playoffs with a losing record. So Madden twelve had Peyton Hillis, running back from the Cleveland Browns. Hillis' troubles began well before the 2011 season with heated contract disputes, leading to trouble in the Cleveland clubhouse, and then physical troubles that included a bout with strep throat and an injured hamstring that had him missing games all season and generally failing to get in sync with the team. Not all players were cursed by the cover. Kelvin Megatron Johnson is probably the best case against the Madden curse, going on to record 1,964 yards, receiving, breaking Jerry Rice's record.
0: Yeah, dude, Megatron was a monster that year, man. He had uh, good old Matthew Stafford throwing him the football too, Super Bowl champ, just Go slanging ahead. it to him. And he caught everything, man. Megatron would go up in double coverage like it was nothing and take that ball down. He was huge. He was like fast. He couldn't. I mean, the guy was unbelievable. They just happened to play in Detroit for, you know, like, yeah. Megatron couldn't get any help around him for a long time. But he still had Matthew Stafford slinging that yeah,
1: football. It's just too bad. He was playing on the wrong team. Matt in 2014, had Adrian Peterson on the cover, running back from the Minnesota Vikings. While Peterson's start to the 2013 season looked good with a 78-yard rushing touchdown on the first carry of the game, he struggled for the first half of the season with a nagging foot injury, ended up playing only 14 games, and the team's record dropped back down to 5-10-1 after he was declared done for the season in December due to the same aggravated footage. Yeah, that was
0: unfortunate, man. Adrian Peterson, unbelievable to watch, and he got, unfortunately, he got struck with the curse. <laughs> yeah.
1: So. In the next season, the curse doesn't strike. Richard Sherman of the Seattle Seahawks bucking the trend of cursed cover athletes. Sherman had another all-star performance during the 2014 season, leading the Seahawks' defense and helping Seattle return to the Super Bowl for the second consecutive season. Although the team lost against the New England Patriots in the championship game, it wasn't due to any lack of effort by Sherman, who recorded 3 tackles for the league leading Seattle defense.
0: And also, one of the greatest memes out there when you see oh, face. his reaction after the Malcolm Butler interception. Oh man, that uh, reaction. Schen- no. Like ah, you know, it's, oh, it's heartbreak. No. You're like <laughs> it's it's a good one.
1: That's one of those what yeah, it's one of those what ifs. It's, it's you know what I mean? It's, why? it's like uh, why why? Why do you throw a ball muscle? Why? why?
0: What are you do? No Give the ball to beast mode man. I mean he knew it. Everybody knew it. Yes. Carol, try it out, outsmart himself. So. Dude, that's unbelievable too, because we could be talking about an entire like, you know, if Seattle wins that Super Bowl, uh, because they were driving they were about to score, dude. And when you're watching the momentum of that game and Malcolm Butler just made the play of his life. And he was uh, a rookie,
1: wasn't he? Or he was a walk-on or like a free agent? <laughs> yeah, dude, his
0: story. a you know, really great story. Yeah, but, you know, crazy. Russ also led his receiver. There's a lot of things that could have went wrong. You know what I mean? You can say he could have, you know, oh, he made the right play. And you now they should have tried to outsmart Bill Belichick at the goal line. But, you know, you You can't
1: not... outsmart Bill Belichick on the goal line. That's not going to happen. You just need to use brute force.
0: Yeah, he saw that play coming a mile away.
1: <laughs> he totally did.
0: <laughs> that was a great, you know, defensive scheme that they set up. They play, and I mean, he, he kind of let Seattle play into that because he probably figured that that's what they were going to try and do. And of course, right. where
1: Pete Carroll thrives on chaos, Belichick is always do your job.
0: It's an it's interesting we're
1: talking here where's richard sherman so we're at richard sherman yeah so after sherman so yeah he wasn't affected by the curse and neither was odell beckham jr who graced the cover of madden 16. now the season after making the cover beckham's season was marred by some on-field anger issues that resulted in the giants receiver being suspended a game but the incident had no discernible effect on his performance the rest of the season Finishing the season with one thousand four hundred and fifty receiving yards and thirteen touchdowns.
0: Yeah, that cover too, man. That's the. the that's a catch cool cover. I'm
1: looking at it now. This is awesome. Yeah, dude. That's the the catch that made kids want to try and catch footballs one handed. Yeah. So the next next year's got a cool cover, but it's 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 so Gronk. It's Rob Gronkowski <laughs> on the verge of spiking a football.
0: Yeah. I mean, what else would you be having to do? Right. You want Crocs fucking a football on the cover. You want
1: that, yeah, for sure.
0: When they build a statue for that man, it's gonna be that. It's gonna be that, <laughs> it's gonna be that dude. It
1: totally is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Croc, Crocs one of a kind, dude. He's one of the, he's if you know, he's arguably the greatest tight end to ever do it, man.
1: So Tom Brady is another example of being immune from the curse. Brady had one of his best seasons in a career that is unprecedented, passing for more than 4,500 yards and throwing 32 touchdowns while leading the Patriots to an AFC best 13-3. So not everybody's victim to the Madden curse.
0: What year was that, uh, Brady? Grace the cover. 2010. Brady was 2018.
1: Let's see, uh, So the next year, Madden 19 had Antonio Brown, wide receiver, Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, from a... <laughs> statistic-
0: Sorry, go ahead, from Dave. A- that just made- no, yeah. That's, <laughs> when you think of Antonio Brown, you're uh, like, oh, boy. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, that's that's about as... I think that's probably the best example of the curse, as there is.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's see, so...
0: Yeah, that, that I mean, it's obviously...
1: Right, from a statistical standpoint, the curse didn't strike brown but even though brown had a good season brown has had a bizarre offseason he didn't play in the final game of the 2018 regular season after reportedly yeah. being involved in a tense argument with Roethlisberger. brown sat out from practice during week 17 and his tenure with the Steelers later came to an end brown requested to be traded during the offseason eventually getting sent to the oakland raiders even worse, the NFL banned Brown's preferred helmet th- that past off season. Apparently, he really, really, really likes his helmet, and he loved he it. Threatened to retire if the NFL didn't let him wear it. And then, right. some other off the field issues
0: happened during that time.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. That's a, that's a rabbit hole you're gonna have to go down. It's pretty weird and a lot of issues with that guy.
0: Well. Uh, that was a curse of, of you know, other, other reasons, not football uh, on the field related. Right, But he kind of brought it on himself. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. The following year, Madden 20 would have Patrick Mahomes on the cover. Now, it looked like Mahomes may have been struck with the Madden curse remarkably early. The Kansas City Chiefs announced on October 17th that season that Mahomes was out with a knee injury. However, it did not end up being nearly as serious as Chiefs fans feared, and Mahomes would end up missing less than a month before returning to action. They
0: were—they won the title the year
1: before. That's why he was on the cover, right? 2020? Man, yeah, so, yeah. Mm. And he was on 20? Yeah, he was on NFL, yeah, man in 20. Lamar Jackson, the curse doesn't strike. Jackson has continued to frustrate defenses in the NFL and in Madden, quarterback Baltimore Ravens. Now, the curse never bit Jackson by means of personal injury, but the backfield was stricken with several season-ending injuries.
0: Lamar, yeah, Lamar was uh, tough tougher defenses to guard.
1: He's a stud, he, but yeah, they need a line. So much mileage on those legs. Man. Do you see who the Ravens drafted uh-huh. this last year? So they drafted a guy that is 400 yeah. pounds. Literally the heaviest guy ever drafted in the history of the National Football League to protect Lamar Jackson.
0: They're going to protect Lamar. Yep, right. dude, they need to. Like he just needs guy's better receivers
1: around him and in like a more potent offense, like like Mahomes had with all those guys.
0: Dude, don't. Uh, I mean, his receivers are nothing. They're to good. Oh, right, exactly. At, but, I mean, at the same time, hey, he can't if he can't get him the football. then there's, that's there's no point. And yeah. that's, that's you know, right drafting there. wide receivers and players. But now that they, they have somebody up front that they're you know, you're gonna need two guys to try to get at him just to mm-hmm. get over this kid. Yeah. That's good. Good on that. Don't sleep on the Ravens this year, man.
1: I think you do well. So John Madden hosted Saturday Night Live in nineteen eighty two. I don't know if you know this. no uh no so I, I, I watched the episode a couple days ago, and the opening sketch is John Madden as himself as a broadcaster, and he's in the locker room after the Super Bowl, and the Cincinnati Bengals lost the Super Bowl in that sketch. What? No way. Yeah. Really?
0: And uh, how, So what is, how does it play like,
1: out? It's funny because like Eddie yeah, Eddie Murphy's in it and he's like, complaining that the game was fixed and the refs are in on it, and he had the foreign kicker, and it was just so funny, like, everyone's just kind of mad at each other and blaming but each other. But he's broadcasting,
0: shit. he's broadcasting as a as as if if as in, himself, you know, it's like... A covering, uh, the, the, yeah.
1: He's in the loser's locker room after the Super Bowl.
0: Sure, That's, it's a good premise.
1: <laughs> How do you feel after the game? Yeah, <laughs> Eddie Murphy's like, oh, the game was fixed, the rest were in, blah, blah, blah. blah. And <laughs> one guy started drinking, yeah. and the other guy, like, yeah, it's just, it was really funny. The last cover is Brady and Mahomes, but uh, I think the curse didn't really affect them that much last year. I think, yeah, they're both
0: doing all right. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea of this curse is that it's fun because nobody actually wishes any of these people bad or hopes that anything bad happens to them, but it's one of those things that started simply because of a fandom of this game, and that's a testament to how important John Madden was to the game of football. Mm -hmm. You know, he... Really lived uh, football his entire life. And he, was, he said it many a time. He was the luckiest man on earth that he got a chance to have a career in football. Even after he retired from coaching, after he retired from the broadcast booth. Multiple Emmy boards, Like selected. And him and Pat Summerall were the best. You know, 11 Super Bowls between you know, them. Like, when you think about those Super Bowl memories that you have, that, uh, oh man, that last one that they did with... Uh, Arizona and the Steelers, mm-hmm. oh my god, that was an incredible football game, yeah. and to hear
1: some of those calls with,
0: with Manning and Summerall. Oh yeah, it was Manning Arizona, and Al Michaels, yeah, they did, but, uh,
1: on NBC and ABC. But that was his last Super Bowl, wasn't it? Did? Yeah, yeah it, was four, yeah, it was 43, yeah, so... In game. 2003, the Pro Football Hall of Fame opened an interactive exhibit in which visitors play Madden, the video game. Now, this was three years before the man himself was inducted into the Hall of Fame. You got to think about that. Like, the game itself was part of the Hall of Fame before the man was.
0: Yeah, he was long overdue for getting into the Hall of Fame. He was a finalist in his first year of eligibility, and then you know just sort of trailed off and like fell off for years. Yeah, it's different with football.
1: It's I don't know how it works. Like baseball, it's like a concrete seventy-five percent in so many different years. But football, they can you can be eligible for as long
0: as you want or something. Well, for multiple. Yeah, I think that's how it should be. Honestly. Yeah. Because, you know, times change, perspectives change, and writers change. I mean, it's, it, it's one of those things that, you know, sometimes in some years players deserve to get first ballot. And so, like, he was probably going up against a, a lot of years there where guys were either, you know, they just had amazing, they were no doubters. And, you know, there's a thing with voting where, like, sometimes they it feels like they, they only want to elect a certain amount of people in every year, mm-hmm. right? So the uh, voting with uh, Hall of Fame, thankfully in football, is that you could be eligible for way longer than it has it is for baseball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they finally in 06, they inducted yes. him. So, s-
1: since 2004, EA Sports has run a simulation of the Super Bowl using the latest game in the series. And so far have predicted eleven out of the last nineteen Super Bowl winners. Wow. Yeah, that's bad. a pretty
0: good percentage. <laughs> I mean that's not bad. Yeah. I mean it's a little more than fifty percent, but that's pretty good. Yeah. Do they have do they have those out for this this coming year, twenty twenty three?
1: No, I think it's when they simulated probably like after the Super Bowl matchup, like they'll go through the whole year and then as mm-hmm. soon as the AFC NFC championship games are over. Then they'll probably simulate it based on who's on the roster, how their season went, all that stuff. So they do like they probably do like a, a as close of a realistic simulation as possible um, for that. EA estimates that the series has five to seven million dedicated fans. Marshall Falk, who appeared on the cover, estimated that fifty percent on up of NFL players play Madden i could believe that oh yeah yeah like patrick mahomes was saying that you know the first thing he does is check to see where his rating is at when the game comes out
0: <laughs> yeah you got it dude if you were a pro wouldn't you <laughs> yeah, come of
1: course. on and the pro is like they play themselves and like of course
0: <laughs> hell yeah dude uh i mean they probably when they're kids thinking about you know, that kind of thing
1: Right. Coaches and players at all levels of football say that Madden has influenced them and recommend the game to learn football strategy and tactics, practice plays and assignments and uh, simulate opponents. Now, Wired Magazine wrote in 2010 that the growing use of rookie quarterbacks and the spread offense was influenced by the game, stating that the sport is being taken over by something you might call... Madden Ball, a sophisticated, high-scoring, pass-happy, youth-driven phenomenon.
0: So the, what, what is this shit called? Madden, Madden Ball? Ball?
1: Madden Ball. So basically, the video game is transforming the way the actual game of football is being played. That's how impactful this game is over the past 30 years.
0: Yeah. I mean, dude, when you think about like just the realism of these video games and how... Like you said, so many players look at these games, and they're like they they look at these games to study film, if you will. Sometimes too, it's like you can get you could pick up different tells. I'm sure that when these guys are playing the game, they can see things that you know. Of course, the average person who doesn't play football doesn't necessarily see right? right. Or yeah, and these tournaments that they have, dude, like video games now are billions of dollars are uh, at stake here in some of these video game tournaments, and they have these crazy. And in tournaments year-round that uh, these kids are insanely good at, dude.
1: Yeah, so the NFL considers the video game series to be its 33rd franchise because each week during the season, EA Sports receives the same game film of every play of every game that all of the teams in the league do. No way. I, I didn't sense. know that, but I'm like, that totally makes sense because they're officially licensed or with NFL exclusive, so NFL's going to give them all that access to make the game better
0: that's incredible right that's, yeah I mean think about too like uh, goal line cameras and things like that you know the technology with it as far as uh, when you're watching games now in 4k that that actually it reminds you of a video game like how crystal clear that picture is mm-hmm. and it's it almost seems like the real thing when you're playing the game now because that's how close to realistic it is yeah it's pretty yeah. unbelievable yeah Pretty soon, we're going to be able to be playing it in VR, I'm sure. That would be awesome. That would be, That'd be <laughs> sick. Uh,
1: the game is the NFL's second largest source of licensing revenue after apparel. The game itself has been through eight generations of consoles, and those of us who are old enough to remember appreciate the evolution of how much video games have improved in our lifetime.
0: Yeah, we we thought we were playing, you know, Madden '95. That was the coolest thing ever. On Genesis, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you had a coach looking at, uh, John Madden on the cover with like, you know, his, his broad, you know, like a white shirt on. And man, those games back then, we thought we were we were playing uh, the the most. Like, we couldn't, we 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 never thought that it could get as good as it it's gotten. You right. know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So, John Madden football
1: has been on, do you want to take a guess at how many different platforms? Uh, total? Total. At least from my count off of Wikipedia, I, I actually wrote all of them
0: down. Whew. Uh, I mean, well, I don't know how many more councils there could be, but... um. There's some I've never... I'd e- say 19. No.
1: Keep going up. It's at least double that. Oh, wow. Jeez. 55? Close. 47. That's crazy. Okay, so in chronological order, at least it's MS DOS. That's Microsoft Disk Operating System. We got the Commodore sixty four. That's an IBM computer, and then the Commodore one twenty eight. Apple two, Amiga. You remember Amiga? I don't remember Amiga. Nope. It's Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, TG sixteen, otherwise known as Super CD,
0: Turbo Graphics sixteen.
1: Yeah, TG TurboGrafx, ah, okay, I didn't sound familiar. Uh, Sega CD, uh-huh. Game Boy, Game Gear, 3DO, oh, that was a video game console developed by Trip Hawkins, the founder of EA, never really took off though, unfortunately. TV game, that was when you plugged in
0: Oh yeah.
1: You, the TV, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Windows, Sega 32X, PlayStation. Sega Saturn, Nintendo 64, Game Boy Color, Macintosh, PS2, GameCube, Xbox, Game Boy Advance, N Gage.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Nintendo DS, PlayStation Portable, TapWave Zodiac. That is not right. <laughs> no, on uh, Xbox 360. Windows Mobile, the app, and mobile phone app. Arcade. I've never seen one in an arcade before, like an actual arcade machine. It's probably one of those older school ones, similar to like the Turtles. and uh... Right. X-Men. Yeah. 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 Uh, Let's see. PS3. Nintendo Wii. Mac OS X. iOS. Those are both Apple operating systems. Um, nintendo 3ds android blackberry playstation playbook that's a like like a laptop kind of yeah. video game console kind of deal uh we u ps vita it's a place i mean i don't know a playstation one and then we, xbox one ps4 xbox series xs ps5 and Stadia, which is a cloud-based application.
0: So now we've gone
1: past physical, into the clouds.
0: Yeah, dude. This game is uh, worldwide. <laughs> and I didn't realize, I think I guess I didn't take into account how many like newer uh, versions of this game there are initially, because wow, that there are a lot. Right? It's a lot. That's pretty
1: much like every console that's ever been released in the last 30 years. I With the exception of the second Dreamcast. Seriously. <laughs> The game has crossed over into the world of esports, the Madden NFL Championship Series in which esport athletes can compete for large prize pools, culminating in the Madden Championship Series, with last year's champion winning two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Not a bad little payday for playing a video game.
0: Two hundred fifty. Two hundred fifty.
1: Yeah. I guess they do like regional qualifiers and smaller tournaments, but then they do like the big, huge Championship and that guy won 250 grand last year.
0: Do you remember uh at Blockbuster when they had some of those tournaments, those video game tournaments?
1: Vaguely. I remember like they would bring in like the arcade setup and it would have
0: the whole setup.
1: I never played in one of those, but I do remember those. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I won some regional tournament for NBA Jam once. <laughs> <I> remember. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, they used to have those tournaments. And then I remember they had like Madden, they would have Mortal Kombat tournaments. They would have these Blockbuster tournaments with like see you if you could go to a regional and then a state qualifier and then like be you could be like the best you got like a pin saying you were the best kid that played at this blockbuster or whatever in your right, hometown right. So that just reminded me dude but sign me up man i'm uh, 250k dude i'll start you know quit my day job tomorrow it's,
1: you gotta imagine it's really competitive like all those guys are probably really really good at that game
0: <laughs> yeah, and no kidding. And like they've probably been playing every single version since you and know, like, like
1: five, yeah. <laughs>
0: and you know, and like again, Dave, these these buttons now, like it's it's way different than those games we were playing when we were playing those earlier nineties and mid two thousands versions. Like mm-hmm. the, the the things you that the it's so dynamic the controls on these games now that uh, if you're not a seasoned player and you try to play Madden now, it's you know. It's gonna take a moment for you to get adjusted to it, cause it's like there's so much going on, in so many different aspects, whether it be offense or defense or special teams or kicking and like, I mean, dude, you name it, you can pretty much tweak anything on the game. Now, if you want to change the color of your socks? Go for it. Right. You know, the armbands? You want no armbands? You want, you know, you know, you want guys with face paint on? You no know, face paint? Whatever, you can change everything. They're uh, they a lot of lot of fun. Yeah, man. Let's uh when you come in, dude. Let's get it down. With some Madden.
1: You would beat me. It wouldn't even be a contest. It wouldn't even be fun for you or for me. So I'm gonna have to pass on that.
0: The great thing about Madden too is that everybody's got their favorite versions. Like right, like we were talking about, certain versions are have different have different uh, dynamic things that you sure. can do. For guys our age, I think that '04 version. Okay. Is pretty. Iconic the the Vic version that we referenced earlier. The, oh, yeah. Michael Vic. I mean, you can go on and on and on. I mean,
1: yeah, it's fun to even watch. It seems like every other year,
0: Madden had like a really awesome thing. So, like the 01, the 03, the 04, 05 was sick. Fell off in 06. They didn't really change anything. 07 was, was pretty dope. And then, like, once they added the hit stick, dude, that shit was game over. When you could start popping dudes on defense and then you'd hear BOOM! Oh, right. like it started injuring guys and getting carded off. Dude, that's games where it was, it took it on another level of gameplay because before it was just mostly offensive. Like, yeah, you'll get an interception here and there. But then once you added that, that element of, of being able to pop dudes and then the joysticks and then once the ability to just uh, feel it in the, the controllers as well, when they started adding like the vibrations to the game controller, because that wasn't always a thing, right? Like on the PlayStation, Versions, you know, you just have a controller, and nowadays these controllers, you know, they're so equipped with vibrating elements. Once guys get popped, yeah, yeah, it changes the entire feel of the game. Yeah, for sure. I'm just rambling on here. I know. No, that's great. Like, yeah,
1: you said like with all the features that they went each year. Um, They just, you know, try to top themselves and how can we make this game better? And how can we make this game more like a realistic football game? Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, John Madden was a man who loved football more than anyone. He was able to have three different careers in football as a coach, broadcaster, and video game developer. But John Madden thought of himself more as a teacher than anything else. And it's safe to say that no one has taught more people about football than John Madden. His love of teaching stayed with him his whole life, and it showed on screen. His larger-than-life personality was the genuine John Madden. Generations of football fans know him in one way or another, depending on how old you are. But no matter what, the name Madden will always be synonymous with a game of
0: football. That's beautifully said, Dave. I concur wholeheartedly, man. I was and is a legend. And this uh, Madden 23 is going to be in Incredible. I I'm sure that with his recent passing the developers put in extra love into this particular version. Uh so um, I'm sure that there's gonna be really dope things that you can get. And there's gonna be like multiple different covers too, right? At all features. There's hand. at least three different ones. Yeah. There's
1: one him breaking through the wall, and then there's one of him being carried off his shoulders, and then Yeah. There's one of him uh with a headset
0: on the broadcast booth. Yeah. Dead great it's gonna be awesome so can't wait to play yeah
1: so that about wraps it up for another episode of sports in the 90s follow us on facebook instagram twitter and subscribe to us on reddit let us know what you think we're always looking yeah. for ways to make this show even better and we'd love to hear some feedback from you questions comments concerns critiques you can also email us at sports in the 90s at gmail.com Join us next episode when we'll be talking about baseball legendary pitcher Nolan Ryan.
0: Oh, yeah. What? Heck, yeah. Yeah. Nolan Ryan, dude, that documentary just came out recently, didn't Mm -hmm. it? You went to go see that. I did. It was
1: really good. So we'll be talking about that as well. And we'll be talking about the life and career of Nolan Ryan, Texas Ranger. Next time, (laughs) this is Dave Smith.
0: And Carlos Vega.
1: Reminding you to think when you drink and to reduce, reuse, recycle. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sports of the Nights.
0: Peace out, my brother. I'll talk to you soon. Later, bro. I get scared when I pull my mic.